0: And today I'm so glad to welcome back Dr. Dan DeWitt. Before joining the faculty of Cedarville University, Dan served as the Dean of Boyce College, the undergraduate program for the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. He started and is the director of the Center for Biblical Apologetics and Public Christianity there at Cedarville. He's the author of several books for adults and for children, including several for kids entitled, The Friend Who Forgives and most recently, the Bright Light and the Super Scary Darkness. This book is really cool because it has a glow-in-the-dark cover even. Dan and April have been married for 20 years and have four children, and I'm just glad to have you back on the podcast. Dan, it's always good to talk with you.
1: Thank you, Champ. It's a pleasure to be with you.
0: So, Dan, I am looking forward to the passage you have for us today. All right, 2 Corinthians chapter 4,
1: verse 6. The Apostle Paul writes, For God, who said, Let light shine out of darkness, has shown in our hearts to give
0: the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. So Dan, when I think about this verse, I think it feels like Paul is stringing together big words connected by lots of little words, the light of the glory of the knowledge of God in the face of Jesus Christ. And it's like, okay, we know he's talking about Jesus and about God and something about light. So can you put this verse in your own words? What's Paul saying here? Really, Paul's saying
1: that the same God who created the world and said, let there be light. We know that this world that God created was originally good, um, but God said, let there be light in the beginning. And even though things are dark, the light of God's goodness has shown all the way through um, every, every single page of human history, all the way down to when we get to to Jesus, we see that light still shining. And now as we have faith in Jesus, as we trust Jesus, the light God spoke at the very
0: beginning now shines in our heart. Wow. So he brought light at creation and he brings light at new creation when we are becoming part of his family. So why would God choose to use this whole idea of light and darkness in relationship to communicating about us becoming Christians? Like, why this word picture? Why this metaphor?
1: You know, I think we see it elsewhere. Like when Jesus is baptized, he goes down into the waters. It's a time of spiritual darkness. Hmm. The Spirit of God comes down like a dove over the waters, and then we hear God speak. Hmm. And if we're careful Bible readers, we'll look at a passage like that and say, I've seen this before where the Spirit of God is over the face of the deep, and we hear God speaking. This is a creation passage. And so Paul is doing something very similar here to say that this light is symbolic of God's good creative power, first in creation. And now as we become followers of Jesus, we have this creative power, this light of God, again, as a very powerful symbol of God's creative activity. And now it's not the created world. Now it's God creating in us
0: a new heart. So Dan, you teach at a university, I know you teach about C.S. Lewis, and so I'm going to put you on the spot here for those that would want to read something in, let's say, the Chronicles of Narnia that would relate to the ideas in this verse of God bringing people from darkness, his light shining into their lives. Are there any places in the Narnia series that would relate to this verse? Well, I think of two. I
1: think in The Magician's Nephew, um, you have the creation of Narnia itself. And Aslan Mm -hmm. is singing Narnia into creation. And I think, you know, it moves me emotionally when I read that passage. I think there's something similar here that when God brings a a soul from death to life, there's this powerful, creative event. And so I think that the magician's nephew, but then also the story in the Dawn Treader of Eustace Scrub, who's turned into a dragon. And Mm -hmm. Aslan has to claw the, you know, scrape away the, the dragon scales. And then Eustace is washed and then he's clothed in a white robe, which is C. S Lewis's picture for us of conversion, of wow. Eustace being made new. And I love the line where Lewis said there was there was a boy named Eustace Scrub,
0: and he almost deserved it. <laughs> Yes, our apologies for any listeners named Eustace Scrubs out there right now. (laughs) So. (laughs) So let's talk about another book then, Dan, maybe a slightly younger readership, but you wrote a book about the bright light and the super scary darkness, and that's connected to this verse as well. Can you talk us through how your book relates to this passage?
1: Yeah, I wanted to use these pictures, these word pictures of light and darkness, this contrast, to really tell the big story of the Bible. So God spoke the universe into being. It was good. Um, he said, let there be light. Adam and Eve loved the light. They loved God. They walked with God. But then, as we all know, they chose to disobey God. And because of that, darkness entered the world. And so the Bible talks about sin and the consequences of sin. And the pages that follow just show how dark it really gets. We, hmm. The third person to breathe there on the planet kills the fourth. Cain kills his brother Abel. By the time you get a few more chapters into genesis god causes a worldwide flood and essentially starts over with noah and his family so it seems so dark that the darkness is even going to win and then even in the new testament when jesus is hanging on the cross there's a darkness that follows falls over the land it seems like the darkness is one but in the resurrection that first easter sunday we see that the light just like it did at creation it pierces through the darkness showing us a way, showing us the truth, showing us the life. And so I wanted to tell that story of the Bible through that contrast between darkness and light, pointing to the fact that the light will eventually win out over the dark.
0: So, Dan, when we look at a verse like this, and really any verse in God's Word, it's always a good thing, as you know, to ask, what do we learn about God from this verse? So let's go there. What can we learn about what God is like and who He is from 2 Corinthians 4.6?
1: Well, we certainly see that God is a God of love and mercy and forgiveness, that our hearts that are described as stone before we turn to God, which means that they're hard, they're they're not receptive to what God has to say, that God gives us hearts of flesh, that they are no longer hard stone, they're now soft and they're responsive to them, and the darkness that we're surrounded by, that we now have light. And so God's a God of love and forgiveness, But it's a very specific kind of forgiveness. It's through faith in
0: Jesus, the way that he's provided forgiveness. So Dan, how has God used this verse in your life? Was there a time where this verse just kind of exploded like light in the darkness in your life? Or just over the years, God has used it in a more gradual way? What's the story there? For me, you know, we
1: mentioned C.S. Lewis a couple times, and there's a C.S. Lewis quote that I love, and and I'll come back to this verse. But C.S. Lewis once said, I believe in Christianity as I believe the sun has risen, not only because I see it, but by it, I see everything else. Right. And for me, this verse is a bit like that, showing us that we understand where the world came from. We understand our longing to know God and meaning and purpose, that all of that is really contained in this little verse that we get from, where did the world come from to what's our purpose? Answered, in this one verse. And so for me, God has used it for me over and over again to return to the powerful way that the Christian faith describes all of human experience, from where the world came from, to our longing to have meaning and purpose and to know God today.
0: Yeah, I mean, Christianity is not just a religion that we kind of put as icing on the cake of normal life. As someone has said, the Bible tells the true story of the whole world. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, I think it was Dorothy Sayers said something like um, that Christianity is first and foremost an explanation of reality. Oh, I love that. So I'm going to read it again, Dan. This is 2 Corinthians chapter 4, the sixth verse I'm reading out of the Christian Standard Bible. It says, For God, who said, let light shine out of darkness, has shone in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of God's glory in the face of Jesus Christ. That's fantastic. Dan, It's so good to have you back on the podcast again. Would you just take a moment and pray this verse for all of us as we close? Absolutely. Lord, we thank you
1: that you spoke and the world came into existence. We thank you that you exist as the cause of all things. And we thank you that the darkness doesn't win, but through Jesus, your light and your goodness shines through, even to our hearts. And so we thank you for it, and we give you glory because of Jesus Christ. Amen.
0: Thanks for listening to In the Word on the Go. For more information about this podcast or to listen to past episodes, visit wordonthego.net.